This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnes is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis, Ray with options, will cross this in, and it's back home by Casper Shabenga. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal! One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is a five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Oh, my guy. Justin Ashcraft, everybody, on the save. Awesome. Oh, man. Hey. That won't make any sense to any of you. Welcome to Views from the Bridge, your not favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union, who are incrementally getting better the longer we wait to talk about them. Or that's what we're going with. Uh, Hiya. Mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, your favorite cheesemonger, Evan Paula here. Hi. Good to hear you. Kind of. Good to see you. Good to be in your car or at your desk or uh, giving you a needed distraction from whatever else is happening in your life right now. Uh, The gang's all here. Um, I talked about him first because there's a whole thing going on. Justin Ashcraft, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Oh, man, glad to that worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. I'm so much better now. Um, thank you. Hey, you know what? I didn't realize that there was a giant poster of the full tarot card behind him, and I'm sure he knows that that's perfect, and so do I. Chuck Booth's here. <laughs> what the? What are you? Well, I uh, wanted to throw everybody wanna... off, and now I'm I've I've succeeded. And yeah, and not not but not only mm-hmm. like yep. you complain about yep. my intros and me well, I'm not joining sure constantly. constantly, and then absolutely try to fake us out and also give us not one. But two visual references in the pod before we even hit three minutes. Yeah, the double vision on the audio. I Uh, think we're the biggest teases in Union podcast history because, like, look at listen all this cool stuff you're not seeing right now. (laughs) Sign up for our OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) He's available for feet picks. It's uh, the boss of Sporting Serotonin, Paul Catrino Jr. What's going on? Both of those statements are accurate. The goal scorer for Sporting Serotonin. Yeah, speaking of good feet, damn. Yeah, man, first goal in club history, not to brag or anything. Just saying. We are having so much fun out there, though. I don't don't mean to give away all of your lineup, you know, uh, your managerial tactics, but you're, you're up top next week, right? I am up top next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've we found a nice way to implement some good defense sure. and midfield rotation, so it's been pretty effective. So just to recap, um, you're available for feet, feet picks, and you're also available up top, Paul Catrino Jr. Uh huh. Yeah, great. All right, cool. Hey, the Philadelphia Union have played um, a good bit of soccer recently, and so we're gonna skip to the part where they lose to Club America again and crash out of the Concacaf um, uh, Champions League, which is different from the CONCACAF uh, everyone's invited except for you leagues cup. 
just going forward um, with that weird bit of news. But yeah, um, in a um, lost and not to be recovered episode, I said the best thing that could happen to the Union was that they wouldn't get their asses kicked but still lose. That happened. And then they beat Orlando. So it's it's so well, hard to be right all the time, guys. The best thing that happened for the Union yeah. is we have a 10 back. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just really funny because people were very mad at that 10 in the Club America game. And then he showed why why he's still too good for MLS against Orlando. Yeah. And his name's not Daniel Gostag. Not. Could have been. It's a little bit funny. It really, mm. like, the attention span, or the, yeah. the window of error that can exist in Union fandom where you're just trash after one game and a missed PK. <laughs> Hey, we have seen this struggle with the tens living and dying literally by the game every year except one. Yeah. It's it's true. That I mean, a good season. it is what it is. I do miss Marco Fabian. You're right, Chuck. <laughs> That was that was the best year for tens for this club. I need a back. Oh god, you almost made whiskey go through my nose, man. I know. I that would have been great for for everyone, not you, obviously. I mean, that would have been terrible for you, but it would have been fine. Uh, yeah. Did, did I get? Do we have any like closing thoughts on the Champions League from from this year? I, I guess we we made it the farthest. Go us, but. You know, we were there. Off to wait. We were there. We we came we and we there. saw. We got to experience it. No. You, if you were at that game, you saw how absolutely wild that atmosphere was and what it can be. And you were, if you were at Pat's or Gino's later that night, you saw what wild things can happen after soccer matches, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But let's hone in on the good just for yeah, a second. Yeah. That, that felt like an Eagles game, but also it is its own little, it has its differences in the international scale where this mm. felt like one of the biggest games that you were going to, you could feel everything about, you know, the fans, every fan there was just beyond excited. Like it didn't matter if you were rooting for either club. It was just the electricity was there from the first minute to the end of the game. And it was really cool so just it was cool glad we did it who knows when we'll be back there again soon well you you got to kick yeah, atlanta's I, ass you got to travel to saprisa nice. and whip them around a bit kind of overall good time we'll do again yeah yeah i mean the game felt crazy on tv too like it i mean it was like obviously not the same experience watching at home as it would have been watching the stadium. But I mean, even watching on TV, the game felt crazy. Like, um, and it felt like both fan groups were into it. You know, there was different times in the game where you could hear both, both chants and, and, or either chant, you know? Um, and so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, 
I overall I thought the game was okay, you know. I mean, I think we just I think it's a it's a um you see it happen all the time and and unfortunately in MLS we're not usually the team it happens to, but I think like it's like it, at some point you just outlast a, a good team, a better team can outlast a bad team or, mm. or a worse mm-hmm. team. And not that the union are, are bad, but I think, you know, Club America is obviously good and they have Maybe a, the best a lot of North talent. America. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's like they just sort of outlast it. You know, I, I mean, it felt like in yeah. parts of the first half, like the union looked good and they were in the game. They could have easily scored. They just didn't, you know. And then mm. late in the second half, they scored two to kind of ice the ice the match you know and yeah i don't know i wasn't too disappointed with the way the union played that game thought they could have played better but they were playing a really good team so you know if they had played that sort of game against orlando oh wait they did oh hey look at that <laughs> whoa what I, I, I still have things to say before we get into that orlando game yeah sure sure oh sure. yeah absolutely <laughs> um i mean the the pen save was just unfortunate but mm-hmm. we all know that Ochoa is a monster um hate playing against him both for club and country terrible um but i was i mean i was still pretty mad at the end of the game just because of the absolute lapses that led to um the final two goals as well as in um, Jim Curtin still not throwing attackers on fast enough because that game was there for the taking. Mm. And if you're going to lose 3-0, which they did, lose 3-0 going for it. Like, why do you need to save subs for the 70th minute when you can make them in 60? Because literally no one cares if you lose. So, mm. lose punching. Sugar, we want to see you going down, swinging. Please. Thank you for your contributions to this podcast, Paul. You're so welcome. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. I, says the guy who makes all sorts of cultural references. Oh, hey, whoa, 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 and hey, then Paul hey, makes hey, one, hey, he's hey, like, hey, boo. Hey, 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 hey. Mm. You suck. It's okay. It's all you right. Suck. You know, I just I let him be. You know. Take the punches. Oh, speaking of overrated things, um, Orlando City lost to who? And, and to to the Philadelphia Union won a soccer. Oh my god! Really? I know, I know, I know. Uh, and and Chuck, it's funny. I I think the way Jim used. Uh, oh, who, who, sorry, by the way, we didn't bring this part up. Did you know that he gave a ride home to people after the match? I saw and that. That, that was is so probably cute. probably due for the soccer version of a Nobel Peace Prize at some point <laughs> next week. And we can't, you can't possibly fire him ever now. But just too, <laughs> too nice, too nice. Well, he has, to, goes, he has oh, to choose to oh, leave. You know, Jim, what's your favorite cheesesteak? And he goes, all of them. They're all equal in God's eyes. And and he's he's too nice. Anyway, sorry. He's a so liar. The, well, but he's, he's <laughs> nice about it. I can't wait for him to tell his children that Santa Claus. Can't do that one here. Can't do that one here. Not going to do it. There's a chance. Back. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, You're digging Chuck? a hole. Go the other direction. You're right. I should. <laughs> up the table. Up the table. 
Um, I, I thought the way he used Sergio Santos in the Orlando match is the way that you should use Sergio Santos all the time, um, especially for Bedoya. I, I thought that was a move that we should have explored making, um, the one being getting Alejandro Bedoya off the field sooner, um, a while ago. Um, and I think Santos really paid that forward and, and paid it off with the, the just, like he looked just really solid, played a really good ball of it for Gazdog, won the penalty, obviously. Um, a really sharp shift by him and, and a really, really good win for the Union, especially over a team that they're um, still behind in, in the table uh, with the game in hand now, which is nice. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how depleted they were you know with injuries and whatnot like yeah. you still have to go there and do the job you know it's it's never easy Pere has proven that he can get his squad to perform whenever they really feel like it mm-hmm. so the fact that they were able to outlast and you know score a couple good goals like you know you take deflections they're still shots like at least we're right. shooting <laughs> it's like complain about that too too often with some clubs and it's nice. It, it's a good way to bounce back. You know, you looked really good against one of the best clubs in the, you know, in the region, in Club America, and then you come in and you're able to get a result. Now you can start building momentum, and it's just you know, it's got to be back to business now. Your your focus is mm-hmm. on the MLS season. You've got nothing else ahead. Just eyes forward, get into the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe they can be loud. You'll never have a U.S. Open Cup again. Yeah, probably not. So, no. guess what? Now all these other games matter so much more. Mm-hmm. Oh, about the Open Cup. I already had Rochester Rhinos spoiled. Who? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, whatever. Like, New York, whatever. Yeah. FC. Mm-hmm. New whatever. York, we FC, have Jamie Vardy. Rochester Barty. Club. Yeah. Sporting Club uh, of America. You yeah, that Justin, um, uh, yes, we're, we're, we're above the playoff line now. We're okay, right? I mean, yeah, that's sort of what I said on our deleted episode. I mean, I think like mm, yeah, you have you have an opportunity here where you're you're in it, you know, and like mm. that. I mean, even even the way that we swung in the table this week yep you know wasn't it that we like dropped to fifth over the week or ninth over the weekend and then got back up to seventh or whatever you know i think like we were down at ninth it's one of those things that like i think you're in it you know there's a lot of teams right around you and so like from here to the end of the seasons you got to get results you know like Mm -hmm. i don't you know you don't want to lose from here to the end of the season i mean not that you're gonna run the table but you know, you want to you want to pull out some draws out of out of potential losses, and then you want to pull out some wins out of potential draws, and then you want to just go ahead and win some games like you did this weekend, this week, and so I think it's like you got to do those things well over the course of the next couple of months, yeah. uh, and then you'll be sitting where you want to be sitting at the end of the season. I I, I think you know obviously you're not going to catch New England and Nashville, but. Other than those two teams, like you have a lot of teams you can catch, and so you just got to keep getting results. And when you also, look at like, oh, sorry, go ahead, Chuck. I was. Just, it doesn't matter if you catch them. No one cares. Yeah. No. Just 
yeah. catch catch form, um, relay that into playoffs, and I think that's where this team is basically headed because most of the squad has fresh legs. Good thing about being injured or rotated throughout the year is everybody's good to go now. Go. <laughs> Yeah, and, and when you look at, like, the hierarchy, you know, you want to obviously just get into the playoffs so you give yourself a chance. And if you look at, like, you know, the closest three going down, you've got D.C., Miami, and Columbus behind you. And the three ahead are Atlanta, Montreal, and Orlando. Those are all winnable games. Like, every single one yeah. of them is – you look at the union, you look at the way that they play and how they press. And, well, you know, if they're playing the way that they do the last couple games – I don't know. They're they're a nuisance. You should watch well, out also, for them. But... The, the game in hand takes them up to fourth immediately. Yeah, the, if the game they in win hand it. on eight out of the 14 Eastern teams right now. So, yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting, too, and I, I think what might help the Union a, a little bit, is at least two of the teams right below you have so much more pressure to perform or to get into the playoffs than, than you do, right? I mean, Columbus not being in the playoff picture right now is an indictment on everyone involved with that organization. And then Inter-Miami being as meh as they've been, you know, even though they had fake sanctions, has been also pretty bad for them. And then, honestly, even Atlanta probably shouldn't be where they are if they knew how to hire a coach. Um, so, yeah, I, it's weird to be like, yeah, you know, through 24 games, being in seventh isn't awful, but, you know, like uh, like we've said, like a win theoretically puts you in fourth. Um, and then you have, I mean, a good bit of your games remaining are against teams that are right next to or below you and then Nashville. Um, so it's, you know, not, not the worst place in the world to be. And there's definitely been years where this team has been in a similar spot with a lot bleaker of an outlook. Um, I don't think this is going to come down to, we need to beat Columbus on the final day of the season to make the playoffs territory. Um, partly because it's not the matchup, but also because I don't think it'll take that long. Um, so yeah, it's, it's. Weird to be like, I'm cautiously optimistic about this team that's barely above the line, but I'm cautiously optimistic about this team that's barely above the line. Um, well, I just realized that only three teams have allowed fewer goals than the Union this year. Mm, one of them being... Across the league? Yep. East and West. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, the problem is uh, just putting the ball in the back of the net. And uh, I mean, Kasper Shabelko finally scored a brace after he's had a while not scoring. Um, gives you hope that you're going to have a little bit more luck putting, putting it in the back of the net, not playing every other team in the country. Well, and continent. Yeah, it's... It was needed. the The ship was filling up with water a little bit. And well, also we're closer to getting Pax and Aronson unleashed. 
Like, yeah. it's basically there. I think it's and like... you hope you get to see some Davo as well. Sorry, Justin, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it's also just like... Uh, it's unfortunate, like, in the middle of the season, as Casper's struggling, as, you know, strikers are wont to do at times, uh, like, you have Sergio Santos injured. <laughs> so it's like, well, you just don't, you know, and then you have Corey Burke away at international competitions. And so... And you Casper's just have no, liver, yeah. You just have no, like... You can't sit Casper for a game and be like, get your head together. I'm going to put the other two guys on the field and see what happens. Um, and so you just can't do that. And so he's he's had to kind of play through it, fight through it that way, rather than having some time to, you know, maybe only get 20 minutes at the end of the game or whatever. And so I think it's like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that that was kind of where this team went or what happened. So... Hopefully, yeah, with kind of all three of those guys back, you can create a little rotation, competition, play the hot hand up there, too. I don't even know if sitting him would have helped, though, um, because a major issue is Daniel Gazdag never knew where Casper Shiboko was. Jamiro Montero does. Poof. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what chemistry does to a team. Uh, I like and it's like I don't even I really don't want to harp on this situation too much because it does suck that we have two very talented attacking midfielders that can't be on the field at the same time really but uh, it's very clear since at least it seems like Jamiro wants to be here right now um, which one needs to be on the field true true statement mm-hmm uh, and we can talk about a guy who maybe seems like he wants to be here again. Kai Wagner seemed like he <laughs> might have wanted to be on the field and actually I wanted the ball. He's having a little bit of fun out there. Yeah, imagine <laughs> Just a little bit. He's like, "Oh, I'm it, gonna, I'm gonna take it, this ball from you, it, and I'm gonna go is, the other way with it." It is kind of interesting because, it, and and it, it it feels like every year. You know, there's a lot of talk about players that'll go on on, and a lot of times it's the Gold Cup, right, where these guys will, will go off for their country in this little bit of a break in the in the regular season for MLS, and then they get like white hot, and then they continue that tear for the Portland Timbers um, uh, for like a month or two, and it's just like night and day, and everyone's like, I'm freaking out, I don't know why this is happening, and maybe the Union are going to do this as like a whole team. Where it's like, all right, you got your your big fancy, you know, Champions League semifinal against Club America, and you played, you know, the return leg at home, and everything was really cool and exciting, and, and you lost, but like you played well, and and I think Bedoya after that game was like, well, if we play like this, we can beat anybody, um, in, in MLS like easy, and and maybe like the Union are gonna have an organizational version of that, which would be like the first time maybe that that's happened, and I think a lot has to sort of go right for it to happen but it it can it looked like something changed between club america and and orlando so uh, you know it'll just be about finding that figuring out what it is and then and then continuing it but here we are we've found something and i think like chuck said there's there was a lot happening in that stretch too like you get jamiro back he knows how to play with casper you get 
you know, and like you, you get Sergio Santos back, you get, you know, uh, you've gotten Corey back. Now you have Andre Blake back. Now you like, you have all these pieces that are sort of falling together at the moment or like coming together at the moment. And so I think it's like, yeah, it could be partly just, you had this big, exciting match that created some momentum and, you know, they're going to ride that momentum for a little bit here. And you see like, Oh, our fans still do care about us. They're not just mad at us all the time. And you know, all this kind of stuff comes into play. And so like, yeah, maybe, maybe this does kind of create momentum, but I think there were a lot of other scenarios that even without this game, you know, even without the club American game, if you get all these pieces back together, all of a sudden you start to compete rather than just survive. Yeah, and if, like, what Evan was saying is, like, if there is that organizational, like, switch where it's, like, we need to shift out of this mode of just focusing on this one singular moment in club history and actually realizing that we can really get a lot out of this season if we can reapply ourselves and go forward with this, you know, this new kind of form. Like, we saw what all these weeks leading up to this one game got us and what that preparation really did when we apply ourselves and for the most part you've seen the union organization over their history be pretty unified in how they approach the way they want to do their season from top to bottom so it's going to be interesting like this this can really be like a super cool and important and valuable season for this team because you still have a lot of guys that you can keep as a core for next year if you're able to inspire some run of form and really get these guys on board with what you're trying to do. And of course, you've still got the kids. It's like, you know, they're yeah. they're only getting more experience. You hope that and you, you have can work them into some games. Real you number hope. 10 in Paxton Aronson. God, yeah. It's like, there's optimism for sure. And Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just... We're looking forward to next year already with 10 games yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not. Like, I'm saying cares that about this season can still games. be really fun and good. Well, I mean, you all, all, like, this team wants to be in Champions League again. So the only way that they're going to do that is... By signing El Senior to a one-year extension. Never playing El Senior <laughs> on the field again. Um, um, different, different, mm-hmm. different answers. But like, out of the games that are left, just about every single one except what three at the most are winnable. And yeah, you would enough. think, but I mean, you would think they at least pull out one of those three. Uh, Minnesota and Nashville being the two that, yeah. eh, we'll see what happens. But like. You should yeah. pick up points in most of these games, and we're looking at a very different table come playoffs. That's true, but I, I don't think the purpose of them getting their form and all that is to just get back into CONCACAF next season. I mean, you can also get a lot from your league this season if you're yeah. able to get yourself. Oh, yeah, in no. I mean, well, I mean, you have to do both. No, right? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, not really. That I, I mean, what? CONCACAF, you'd either have to win the. For the Union, at least, we don't get a chance at the Canadian Championship for CONCACAF berth, so you're either having to, what, win the Shield or make it to MLS Cup, right? No. Because no. if the top team in the 
if like one of the top teams in the East makes it to MLS Cup and wins it, it falls to second place. Where okay. and also where is the old Open Cup spot going? Not to Atlanta again. I was gonna say, can we have a pandemic and then they just randomly decide to put us in the Concacaf Champions Maybe. League? No, but the Open Cup cancel no, itself but, and then give the spot to the team I that thought, advanced the farthest in Champions League last year. So it's us. Awesome. But Open Cup did basically cancel itself. And I thought there was a decision on where that spot went so that it didn't end up defaulting to Atlanta for the third straight year. Uh, I don't even know how to Google that to find what that's going to end up being. Um, US in Open, theory, uh, the farthest going just MLS stall. team in CONCACAF <laughs> does really deserve a spot. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's, well, if, that's, if that's the way, then... Okay, then they've already got it. <laughs> so they are just fighting for so, I mean, we, at this point. We know what happens in 2023. Um, because um, okay, that would be the, the uh, clubs that finish uh, second and third in League's Cup. There it is. So but, it's, it's for, for 2022, it's MLS Cup, Supporter Shield winner, first place team in MLS conference opposite shield winner and then the next best regular yeah. season record. Okay. So regardless. Yeah. So new, it's, is it? So you have yes. to win. You have to win. So, so to basically win. But I mean, new supporter shield yeah. winner is done. Like that's new England. Yep. Mm-hmm. But realistically, the, the second spot is open. We might be nine points back of that spot, but it's still yeah. open. And then, yeah. and then if if um, if uh, uh, one club earns a spot via two mechanisms, so like if New England wins the Shield and the Cup, then um, they decided again through MLS regular season record. So as long as you finish third. So basically, if you want to figure out what happened with with Champions League berths, take out whoever won silverware. The other team that made it to the MLS Cup final, and then just put all the teams in like proper regular season standing, yeah. regardless of conference order, and then it's the first two. Unless it was like an eighth seeded team, that it's just good. Cup. But this is when it's just good that the Union play literally everyone in front of them. Mm-hmm. And at least this time around against Nashville shouldn't be nearly as bad as the last time around against no, Nashville. I can't imagine. I, I it's it's still like a really long. I mean, that was like the loss of the season. The Ugh, the easiest. It, it's funny. The easiest way to get into the Champions League for the Union is to win the MLS Cup, like Justin said. I think, <laughs> which is you know, funny to think about. Um. We're only winning the MLS Cup so we can be in CONCACAF next year. Listen, Yeah, and I think, honestly, that's a great way to take pressure off of winning MLS Cup, is to think about it as the means for another goal. Oh, my gosh. For a bigger no. tournament. No. No. Yes. You know? This is just another step to the FIFA Club World Cup, baby. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can, know. like, get the remains <laughs> of the U.S. Open Cup because we made it to the MLS Cup and we found it somewhere in the dumpster in Minneapolis or something. Listen, mm. I think, I think, yeah. like, rest in peace, lower division soccer. I agree, Justin. I oh agree. my gosh, yeah. I mm. think. You know what I think? I think 
the the union I mean, not mm-hmm. that not that we're going to go further in the playoffs this year than we have been going in the playoffs, but like lots of the guys on the team this year now have playoff experience. And whether that's yeah, MLS playoff yep. experience or CONCACAF Champions League playoff experience, they now have playoff experience. And so I think like we might be looking at a much more mature team yeah. uh, coming mm-hmm. into playoffs than what we have the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you get, I mean, these CONCACAF games are just free pressure cookers for this team, like, mm-hmm. that other MLS teams don't get to have. Like, this kind of competition is something that you're lucky to have and put your team through and try to prepare for if you get the chance for it. So The MLS's back tournament CONCACAF, wasn't a pressure cooker? No. No. I mean, besides the Florida Heat. I Boom, mean, got him. Yeah. But, like, you know... That's just that's just free real estate for the union. That's free experience that they get to get that no other MLS team really got to have this deep into their season. So you better hope that they're ready for one-and-done games. They've been through enough already against some good teams, I might say. You know, it, like, if you look at Atlanta's form right now, they were not pushovers in those CONCACAF games. And as much as we want to, you know, can't hype up Saprisa too much, but they are competition, and they are very much like teams that you. Concacaf was successful. The Champions League was successful, regardless. When you what? look at what they get from it. Oh, I mean, definitely. It's anyone who's tried to say that Champions League wasn't a success or that there's a problem because the Union fell out of a. Uh, tournament that an MLS team has literally never won um, needs to find something else to be mad about because it's been a good season so far and realistically at this stage of the season the union are doing better than any team than most teams that are have been in their position in Champions League have done so just cap that off with at least some playoff wins and no real complaints here, which is well, very different from the tune that I was singing in the deleted episode. <laughs> well, Chuck, let me tell you what I'm mad about. Sure. I'm mad that Brendan Aronson is getting too many U.S. men's national team appearances. He needs to chill. <laughs> A real take people have. Did you see that somewhere? Tell me you saw that somewhere. I mean, cash. I'm sure there is a clause in, in that transfer for national team appearances. Now, Guys, I, I think, you know, we talked about experience and, you know, what it means to play in these big tournaments, what we're, for, what we're forgetting. And I, I don't know how we even managed to do this. Let me take you back to 2015. Oh, God. Oh my God. Where your Philadelphia Union won the IMG Suncoast Pro Classic Championship. I am going to smash my computer. And what we the need... Wall is Ethan White and Fernando Restigueta and Steven Victoria back on this team for a playoff run. I'm having heat flashes. That's what we need. I'm literally dying. <sighs> because forget the Spider Shield. Well, the know? funny thing is Where's like... that trophy? Well, Fernando Restigueta back on this team in his current form Might wouldn't be bad, be. and that's actually just <laughs> a disgusting thing to think about. Okay, um, maybe. Who knows? Where is he? he I don't even know what he's doing these days. He doesn't know what he's doing these days. I can tell you that the Suncoast Invitational Trophy isn't a pawn shop in Tampa. I can't tell what? you that. 
Is it actually? No, dude, I don't know where it is. They're not. I was gonna say I, I liberate it. <laughs> I yeah, I would um. We gotta find Take a trip and buy it. at VFTB Pod if you find it or find something that you think might be the Sun Coast. I, the, the, sorry, the IMG. I don't remember if it has a bunch of names on it. And is we're just gonna get a bunch of pictures and urinals. Listen, <laughs> the orange no. urinal cakes in the stalls. Listen, that trophy was already reused for uh, from you know, my, na- my neighbor's right. my neighbor's soccer trophy down the street last week. Yeah, I think they smelted it down for, like, the uh, embossed glow in Sebastian Latou's Ring of Honor name. That's probably true, too. Yeah. They actually covered a book sock of the Supporters' Shield over top of that trophy, and that's how <laughs> they lifted the Supporters' Shield when, on, the, on the final day of the regular season. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this has been normal. Um, We're back, baby. Some, well... Lord willing. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, are, we're coming, are we we're actually back. back? Are we back? We're coming back. I don't know. Does, if this maybe. episode exists, then we're back, right? Listen, guys, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe if two... you're hearing this, we're back. Wow. Maybe That's two. Beautiful. Maybe two games, right? You know, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe yeah, after yeah. Red Bulls, we'll mm-hmm. we'll chat again. Maybe, maybe defend net neutrality. Really, I think that's the big takeaway. Speaking of things, a lot of people were talking about in 2015. Is is defend, defending <laughs> the right for us to review? This is all under fair use, by the way. We're not we're not, you know, just re-uploading game footage. We are critiquing and reviewing the Philadelphia Union. Where is this going? Season. Yeah, where is this going? What is the transition that's so, happening here? Our hands are clean, you know. Of what are they? Of, what, were, of what, what were they ever the dirty of? The team trying to to muffle us and and to tell so us to stop talking when, about when Evans not here next ago. week, we find out what crime he's committed, yeah. and um, then Freeze. Justin reverts to hosting. Cause just so you know, I'm just little, so you yeah. know, reverse we, is a great word for that. Just so you know, what happened was Chuck's AC unit decided to blast into his mic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because this his is, takes are so cold. Hey, I'm, no one I'm literally sweating right now because everything in my room is off. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you're sacrificing for the pod. Thank you for your service, Chuck. It sure this is, is well what, worth this it. Is, this is what we go through to deliver you content. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So hot. We, do, we do whatever it takes to get you content. As long as it's convenient for us. That's our new bio. Doing whatever it takes to get you content as long as we want to do it. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast at the FTB pod. DM us. See if it's convenient. Who knows? You'll never know who responds. It could be either of us. Like You could get one of us on a bad day. Paul's got a very specific way of typing, so you'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, you get three emojis after each message. If someone in our DMs asks you to join a CASA team, it's it's Paul. Yeah. He's trying to build a bench. Will it be? Because I've responded to... Literally, people on this podcast from the pod, from the pod, and they have not known who was doing it. I know. I've been like getting messages from people. It's like I don't know who I'm talking to, but it could also be myself? Question mark. Maybe. I mean, I've DM. I've DM. I, I I will admit, I've DM'd myself from the 
the, the VFT oh, I think pod all, account. Honestly, and then I forgot idiot. that I did that, and I'm like, who sent me that? No, Guys, wait, if you I don't did. have a burner account yet, just just go get one and just send yourself messages. It's it feels it's real really good when your DMs light up. That's the only reason no, Paul has more followers no, than I do. No, he's it, got so many does. burner accounts. Yes, I, yeah, he I just keeps following his main, and they're all private, so you don't know what's going on. And it's it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Anyway, speaking of big things, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time in Six Sense. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys in two or so weeks, whenever we feel like it. Thanks. And, um, yeah, we'll see you out there. Please burn this podcast after listening. No, no, no. No, we already tried that last week. Don't hold it. Thanks for listening to Season 3 of Use in the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at VFTBpod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at icarusfc.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash VFTV for our latest merch, or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash VFTVpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.